everyone! Welcome back to another episode of the FSE Radio. Today we're sitting down with Miley, who's following the Masters in Education and Science Communication. Hi, Miley! Hello! <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm very good. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you on to talk a little bit about your master program. Um, mm-hmm. Can you, before we get into the thick of it, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, for starters, I did a Bachelor of Chemistry. And during my minor, I tried uh, the educational minor, so I thought I was a bit interested. Mm-hmm. And after the minor, I thought, yeah, the education is uh, very nice. <laughs> so that's why I chose uh, that master mm-hmm. education, basically. Uh, yeah, I'm from, and in general, uh, I'm from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, my plan is also to go to a Dutch high school. Yeah. <laughs> So in the educational minor, you had to, because I, I had some friends who also did that thing, and then they had to go to like schools yes. and teach. And I, I think in his case, it was like uh, first and second, the yeah, like the first and second year of high school. So these kids are like 12. Yeah. And then <laughs> you just have to teach them biology. And like what? Yes. <laughs> how, how was that for you? For me, I think one of the advantages is they only have like real chemistry in the third year. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I did not have to teach any first and second years, okay. which I didn't <laughs> mind. And yeah, I mean, they're pretty young, so you have to adjust to that. But also I am a scout leader, so oh. I work a lot with kids. So luckily I had some experiences, so that really <laughs> helped me. <laughs> but indeed, it, it's kind of scary if you just are in front of a class of like 25 kids and you have to teach something about chemistry or biology or whatever. Mm. So it can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you warm up to it by the end? Did you feel comfortable at the end of the minor in the classroom? Yeah, definitely. Okay. In the beginning, I was first, because I I did not have any trouble like standing in front of a classroom. Mm-hmm. The thing was, what I'm scared of was, did I came across, like did the like the subject, the mm-hmm. chemistry came across to the children? Because mm-hmm. like the group dynamic, I... I don't mind that much. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't focusing on that, but really, like, did they understand what I was telling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, did you manage to get some feedback from the students? Like, yeah. w- did you open the eyes of future scientists <laughs> to the wonders of chemistry? I don't know if I opened the future <laughs> scientists, but at least, yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, you also give them, like, a paper where mm-hmm. they can score you. Oh, okay. And, of course, it's a little bit of, like... Uh, you have to be like anonymous because mm-hmm. if, if you have to say yeah you write your name they will only give you positive feedback so yeah. like, oh yeah. you're amazing you know yeah, yeah so i immediately said like no names attached mm-hmm. and then you could really see like some of like very good feedback that i didn't think about mm-hmm. so that was very nice can you give an example for some time like sometimes um i would just give like uh i would explain a subject and then i let them do their homework and sometimes they're like I, I'd rather have you, like, give us 10 minutes of, like, making the homework and then five minutes of explaining, like, the first question so uh, we definitely mm-hmm. know we did mm-hmm. the homework yes. correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like, oh, that's a, that's a good one. I'll remind mm. that. <laughs> that's also smart for, uh, from the kids. Yeah, think definitely. <laughs> but there were also, like, minor ones, like, uh, you talk too much. <laughs> 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 and how have you found the transition from the minor to the master's? Actually, pretty easy. The only drawback was you have to do the master research program, mm-hmm. uh, so basically a master project. And the first four weeks, we still have a, a course. It's science and publication. I'm not sure mm-hmm. anymore. Is this in the second year of the program? No, in the first year. Oh, okay. And it's a bit like you only have like four weeks to look for a master project. Uh, okay. Or oh. if you have it in your, the, the summer vacation, then you can also look for it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. <laughs> so in the four weeks, I was like, ooh, I have to find someone who can have me as a master student. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I found one, but it was a little bit was like, ooh, 
for the rest, it was pretty easy. Yeah. So we touched a little bit upon it, but um, can you give us a brief overview of the structure of the Masters? Uh, for the first year, you first start with a four-week course, and then afterwards you just do a, a 30 uh, EC master project, and afterwards you still have a, a, an internship. Um, you have the yeah the basis courses, like the basis of how to become a teacher, and this and design course. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different because I did the minor, so I don't have to do the internship anymore or the the basis mm-hmm. uh, courses because I did it in my minor. So then I have some free time, mm-hmm. and then you can also do like other times other things because you also have to do elective courses. So that's what I did in those times. Like, mm-hmm. so it is pretty chill, but it can also be if you have everything together, stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a one year program. No, I have to go in my second year, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's basically only an internship and ah, everything okay. about uh, teaching. Okay. Like the first year is a, l- a little bit less about the teaching, more about like uh, scientific, like university uh, research and... Some more the science communication part. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder what you learn in... In, in science communication, like I'm doing my PhD now, so I'm like the, ah. well, a working scientist. Sounds a, bit, sounds a bit arrogant, but or scientist in training, I guess. And I mean, we get some support, but mostly it's just like, okay, go ahead, do some research. So mm-hmm. I wonder what, what like the, the science uh, educational view uh, on, on research is. Well, <laughs> this is just speaking for myself, mm. but it's a lot about uh, communication because the master is a communication track and the education track, and you choose one of the two. Oh, okay. And in my experience or m- my view, the first year is r- a lot of communication. Mm. But that's also because I didn't do the internship and uh, the course like for the master's mm-hmm. courses. So it was a lot of communication, and I felt a lot of journalism. Uh. Mm-hmm. And there is a reason why I picked the ca- education track, because <laughs> I'm not very good at writing. <laughs> But yeah, the first year does feel like a lot of writing. And for some, it's a very interesting because then you also have like a little bit of the taste of the yeah, the journalism kind of courses. Um, for me, it, it was a little bit of uh, annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you kind of came into the idea of education during your um, your minor. But was that something you'd ever considered before when you first uh, started your bachelor? Mm-hmm. It definitely came across because... Yeah, I already work a lot with kids, so Mm -hmm. I was like, well, maybe it's something I want to do in the future, but I wasn't very sure. And the other thing that only made me think more about teaching was I don't really like being in the lab, (laughs) which is very (laughs) weird for a chemist, I know. But I just didn't enjoy lab work a lot. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the future jobs kind of like were like a no-go for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I thought more about teaching. And then I saw the minor education. So I thought that's a good opportunity to look if teaching is something for you, because it's quite a commitment to start immediately with the master's Mm -hmm. without knowing if it's something for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you finish your master's, are you able to teach like all grades in high school? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, also the higher grades. That's a nice one. (laughs) Yeah, because if you only do the minor, you're only allowed to teach like the lower like divisions yes and also there is like um you don't have like the full uh mm. diploma because yeah. yeah it's like with bbl and kbl you're not allowed to teach them because you have to do a lot of more of a the english word pedagogisch uh, yeah like uh, uh, pe- pedagogy yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> same word yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the only thing but basically yeah. with a minor you can teach 
So then what do you what do you learn like in addition to the mic cuz I always felt well if you if you're able to teach like uh the the final years then mm-hmm. you must be like you must know more chemistry. But yeah. if if your if your education is in science communication and and like science education then do you learn more chemistry or like do you like what what do you learn that makes you able to teach those uh, higher divisions? Yeah, honestly, I'm not that sure actually because mm. the only extra chemistry I do in the master is basically my research program uh. or my research uh, but for the rest it's not that I te- like learn more chemistry. Uh, but it is also maybe that you learn more how to teach chemistry mm-hmm. in greater detail with difficult, more difficult topics. Because like the first years, it's not like that hard over topics, basically. Mm-hmm. But in the last years, it's way more also about like preparing those uh, kids for their final exams, for mm-hmm. example. So maybe um, it's a bit more about that. But I, mm. I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm imagining that you know having a bachelor's in chemistry already gives you kind of more than you need to know for teaching high mm-hmm. school students so you already have kind of more than you need yeah i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah i'm imagining you already have kind of a platform to go off of yeah i also think uh that you have to have a master's degree because you can mm-hmm. also do an, a different master's degree mm-hmm. and then do a leo which is only a one-year uh master of like a education program mm-hmm. so i think the standard is you have to have a master's degrees to uh, teach higher levels of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. curious because every time I thought about teaching, the one thing that kind of kept me back um, is the fact that you have to repeat the same thing every single year <laughs> for like however long your career is mm-hmm. in teaching. Um, is that something that they teach you to quote unquote deal with? Um, well, you can always make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Of course, it's the same uh, subjects, the same uh, uh, yeah, basically the same thing that you teach, but you can also vary the way you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Can you do a more interactive uh, way or you're going to try uh, a more of like a testing way, more of a homework way. It's really like, for example, you do it this year and you notice like a few things like this. This wasn't very like nice. I mm-hmm. can change that for next year or like things that you think, oh, that worked very well. Maybe I can improve like a little bit of like a few things with that. So in a way, you're changing every year a little bit. But then, of course, if you have years of experience, it's yeah, it could be like a little bit like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> dealt with that yet, so I will see in the future. But the great thing is also you have a lot of different classes. Mm-hmm. So the kids are always like different. If you're like sick of like the sixth grade, you can go to the fifth grade or something. Mm-hmm. So you can spice it up pretty much. Yeah. And during the the masters, besides kind of the mandatory teaching experience that I understand you have to do, is there any other practical experience that you get to uh, do as part of the program? Uh, except for like the internship mm-hmm. by itself. Yeah. Well, we or always practical courses or oh, uh, like that. The, uh, we also have other courses, and it's I wouldn't say it's that practical, but you talk a lot with the different teachers, like the different mm-hmm. uh, students. And mm-hmm. for example, you also have like to prepare a lesson, and you do the lesson before the other students and they can also like say like different things like oh you can improve on this or you can improve on that and change this a little bit so you also not only are teaching in front of like uh, the kids but you can also teach in front of the the students and then you have a different view of like things that you haven't noticed Mm -hmm. because with students I mean you want to came you want to come across but sometimes they are just bored and just don't want to learn so you don't get like the full did I teach everything mm-hmm. well, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
So it's always nice to have like from like different students and from other teachers to know if you're doing everything correct. So, I mean, it's a bit practical, but it's not, yeah, that yeah. much as you maybe expect. Mm -hmm. And now that you kind of have a bit more pedagogic knowledge, <laughs> um, do you look back at your high school experience differently and kind of take or inspire, I guess, yourselves from teachers you've liked? Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. There were like some very good teachers and I'm like, I want to definitely pick some of them. Mm -hmm. But of course, there was also like a lot of bad teachers. <laughs> yeah. And then now looking back, I'm like, okay, now I have to really focus that I'm not repeating the same things that mm -hmm. what they are doing, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you look forward to, to teaching or are you, are you scared or like what's, what's this your like perspective on it? Oh no, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really enjoy it. So that's a very good thing. Um, but yeah, I have to wait a little bit. And of course, I think it's also a very different experience if you're not a student, like still learning. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm also excited just to do it all by myself and finally see like, how is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you kind of find a little bit of pressure in it? Because I, I, if I were in your shoes, not going to lie, I would be very scared <laughs> of teaching the younger kids and kind of having the responsibility of getting them through exams and making mm -hmm. sure that they actually understand and they don't just nod their head and say, yeah, just to get out of class sooner. Mm -hmm. Like in general, I don't feel the pressure. Maybe also don't feel the pressure yet. I don't mm -hmm. know. But the one thing I do sometimes concern about is uh, some students just don't of like need an extra like a little bit more time mm -hmm. and you know that they're not going to succeed this year and that's something I'm I think it's a little bit hard because how do you like say to them like I'm sorry you're not good enough for yeah. like going to the next year maybe you have to redo the year mm -hmm. and how do I give them still enough time without troubling the rest that's like one thing I'm mm -hmm. not looking that much forward to but yeah it's something of course we all have to face as a teacher oh that sounds uh I don't know, like all the all the practicalities of teaching sound so like <laughs> scary to me. Like I, I I have been a TA for like university courses, but mm -hmm. then it's really just like I'm just standing here and if you don't wanna listen, you don't have to be here, you know? Yeah. Like there's not really that much of a responsibility. No, but, they're but not for obligated. Kids, there is. Yeah, yeah, they're not obligated to sit there. But mm -hmm. for the kids you have to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a very different experience. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you do you have like feelings about the school system or more, more generally? Like I feel like not feelings, but like when I think about school, like high school, I'm just mm -hmm. like ah, maybe this is not the best way to teach kids. Mm. Well, one thing I've experienced myself is I'm dyslexic, mm. and for a FVO diploma, you have to have like uh, an extra language. So you yeah. have like Dutch and English, but then you also have to choose like for example German or French or Greek or Latin. Um, I'm I'm not very good with languages, so I had to have German. Mm. Um, I mean, I enjoy learning German, that's not the point, but I was just very bad at it, and mm -hmm. I still had to do the exams for German, Dutch, and English, and uh. they were all reading tests. Ah. And those, like, the final exams, like, 50% of, like, the whole mm. diploma thing. So I remember I only passed English, oh. and I was very, like, oh, no, I hope, like, the, the average grade is good enough to, like, succeed, and Luckily, it did, but it was a bit scary for like, I mean, I think also for more who are very bad at reading with dyslexia that you have mm -hmm. to do three reading exams yeah. mm -hmm. at the end. So in my opinion, yeah, that's a little bit of a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting, actually, because um, I'm Romanian and when I did... Uh, when I was in high school, you actually, right at the beginning of your, 
of your high school time, you got to pick kind of a specialty in a sense, the same way you mm-hmm. do in uni. Um, and so I did languages and history mm-hmm. uh, and more arts, quote unquote, focused. Um, and I find it very interesting that we sort of had the liberty of choosing things we were good at. And mm-hmm. we, we I, I didn't take any exams in math or in science or anything. And um, yeah, I guess I don't really have that experience of feeling unprepared or overwhelmed by exams yeah. because I felt like I was doing what I wanted to. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a direction for the future. <laughs> yeah, I think that some schools already changed that rule that you don't have okay. the extra language, but not every school does mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. I know like in other school, because I went to a high school in Emmen, I know that another high school did like you could, for example, do geography or something. Mm-hmm. But in my school, they didn't allow that thing. Yeah. So that was an annoying yeah. <laughs> thing. <laughs> Well, you can go in there as a teacher and demand change. Exactly. You, know, you have the power now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just every time all the teachers are together, you're like, I have another point for this meeting. We should yes. cancel the extra yes. language requirement. Yes, but in general, yeah, I mean, the final exams already something you're like, ooh, like you have a lot mm. of nervousness, like anxiety, I don't know. And then you also know that there are three reading tests and you're like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, I didn't take the Dutch exam, even though I am Dutch, like, a long story. But oh. I know, like, the Dutch, uh, the, the, the standard Dutch exam, it's so weird. Like, yeah. it's not even about the language. It's just about, like, can you read the text like a robot and then yes. f- find out all the words that mean, like, mm-hmm. no, this is a collective word. Like, what? what is it about? I yeah. don't get it. I remember Grammar. with my... yeah. I remember with my Dutch teacher that we would just practice the exams, but not practice the like reading the text, but practice how to read the questions mm-hmm. and how to know what mm-hmm. the questions really want. Yeah, we also did that for my final exams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it wasn't about the text; it was just understand the question, and that was already a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. was that something that changed when you got to uni? Like, was it more? Was it easier for you? Yes, definitely. But also, I think because it's just chemistry now. Like, for example, with the Dutch courses, like, yeah, also a lot of the Dutch things, like the Dutch language, I just like, oh, I don't know how this works. And with (laughs) chemistry, it's a lot of like formulas, a lot of Mm -hmm. drawing of the molecules. So it's less reading. And I can, yeah, I can see that with a lot of the reading questions I do perform less. Mm. Uh, But still, it, it doesn't compare to like a full Dutch exam. Yeah. So in my experience, it was a lot better. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh, in the master's, I'm, I'm curious, um, what are kind of, because I'm assuming you're, you're doing a Bachelor of Science before going into the master's. Mm-hmm. Um, is everyone doing chemistry? Is there like a nice mix between biology and other sciences or? Well, <laughs> not really. <laughs> the majority are biologists. Okay. Oh, uh, why do you think that is? I actually don't know. I also heard years that the, like it is pretty much equal. But like recently, there's like a lot of biologists, also with my minor, there were like a lot of biologists and a lot of mathematicians. Mm-hmm. But now with my master, we only have like two mathematicians and one physics student. And I think we're three chemists. I'm not sure. But huh. <laughs> so mostly okay. biologists. Yeah, I think it's more than 10. <laughs> oh. oh, so this is just for the education track or? Um, I, I mean, some of them do the communication. But still, if you just look only at the education side, mm-hmm. it's still more biologists than uh, the other courses, for like the other subjects. I guess people really want to learn biology. <laughs> yeah. 
But I think it's also like it changes every year. So probably I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> and maybe also like biology is quite a big program, and I think math mathematics and phys well physics is also quite big, but I think mathematics is quite small. I don't think yeah. chemistry is very big. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not that big now. <laughs> yeah. So then maybe it's just because the biologists are always like with 400 people in their lectures yeah, and they're like, exactly. you know what, we'll just... Uh, I mean, this is only else. for like the science, like the from this... Uh, the faculty. What? Yeah, mm -hmm. this faculty. But I think they're like a way more like uh, history teachers, for mm -hmm. history mm -hmm. students who want to become a teacher or uh, economics and mm -hmm. like all the alpha yeah. subjects. Yeah. They're like way more <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. So where do you have your, uh, if you have like practicals and lectures, do you have them at the Cernica or do you have them like in the city center? Um, it's the one close to Noorderplatsoen. Oh, uh, like the Heimans? Yeah, that one. Mm. Yeah, like it, I think it's the same building as psychology. Ah, mm -hmm. with the nice garden. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we like most of the time we're there. And uh, now for my masters, we are also sometimes here. But uh, really with the, the, the yeah, education courses, it's really there. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you get to choose the school that you go to teach at? Or is that something that uh, um, is given to you? Well, you can uh, say a preference, for example. Mm -hmm. But they cannot promise that they yep. can put you there. Especially if there's like for, for biologists, because there are so many biologist students. And they don't have like like every school like mm -hmm. that you can just put the, the, the students I think for like mathematicians and chemists, it's a little bit <laughs> easy, <laughs> but still, yeah, you can ha add a preference, but mm -hmm. you cannot always like uh, get the school you want. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you go to school every day uh, or, do, or during like a block or do you, alongside classes or do you have like a block where you only go to teach? Um, uh, next year, at least uh, for the second year, it's like a whole year you're teaching. But then in the week, you only teach, like, for example, three days a week. I'm not that sure. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, but three days a week. And then two days, you just follow courses uh, at uni, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have the whole year, like, the same class. And you teach, like, basically that class is your class. And then upon those, like, y you learn, like, how to improve your classes, basically. Yeah. So Is it weird from going from being the teacher to being the student, like, <laughs> overnight? <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit, <laughs> but on the other hand, it's also a nice mix. So mm. I also enjoy that. <laughs> what do you think about the, the didactics of your teachers? Like, are you in the room sometimes like, hmm, this is not the best way to approach this. Actually, I just learned that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the teachers, I was like, I was, this was very enjoyable, but I also experienced one. Um, he only refused like one of your lessons and then says like things like how can you improve and he will give you the grade uh, and I've experienced that I was like I won't teach your way because this mm -hmm. doesn't work with my course <laughs> he's like no it really works you should try out and then I tried out and it <laughs> felt miserably I'm like how can I say to him that it just doesn't work <laughs> so that's like something like oh I hope next year I don't have to face that again <laughs> uh. mm-hmm and have you found the how have you found kind of the transition from a quote unquote hard science to pedagogy and I guess more social sciences? Um, I mean, it's a very big change, but I really wanted that change because mm -hmm. I'm already a little bit tired of all the scientific and all the writing and just yeah, I I didn't enjoy it anymore that much. I was like, it was enjoyable for the bachelor, but if mm -hmm. I had to continue even longer, I think I just would have quit. 
<laughs> so for me, it was a very nice uh, new thing to do. But I can imagine for some people, it's uh, very like different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you do a lot of reading and theories into teaching and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's kind of different than reading all the things about chemistry, like mm -hmm. about different molecules and about different like ways how you can perform like a synthetic reaction and stuff. This is really like, um, how does a kid maybe behave if they have like a bad home situation and how mm -hmm. can you like work with that? So you're like, oh, now it's way more like about psychology a bit, mm -hmm. but less about like very like hard science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. are, there, are there any classes that you look forward to teaching, like specifically, uh, Like, are there certain areas or certain schools where you're like, yes, these these are the kids for me, you know? Uh, I don't, not really. I know, like, a lot of, like, some high school have a completely different program on how they teach. And I have not seen every high school yet. I've, I've been, like, to, like, those programs where you, they show, like, oh, we're teaching, like, a way, like, um, it was a very weird way that they... Everything is on like their iPad or something, oh, hmm. and then they just make the whole things on their iPad. And the teacher is not there to teach; the teacher is only there for like questions and help. Oh, is okay. that is that like a Learplane? Is it that? I thing? think so. Like I'm just the sure. square, and all the kids are on their tables, and the teacher's just like, th yeah, that seems like a like horrible that. way to yeah, learn. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds science fictiony. Yeah, it felt very weird because then I like they explain like, oh, it's a very nice way to teach because then you're you're not like the main focus of the class anymore. It's basically the kids themselves are the main focus, mm -hmm. and they try to improve themselves. And only if they really have questions, they are going to approach you. But then I was like, what, what? am I doing then here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a teacher anymore. I'm just here like helping you thing or something. So I wouldn't go to those high schools, mm. but like the general idea of being a high school teacher, uh, I like that. <laughs> And besides, I guess, teaching, even though it's an education master's, um, is, are there any other career opportunities that you can pursue uh, with this program? I mean, yeah, you think immediately of high school, but I also know someone who is teaching at Hanze. So basically... Okay more like uh, adults mm -hmm. and you can also um, not only just teach like curriculum on a school there are also like cour courses for example you're going to a company and you just like teach a little bit more about like what you're doing in that company for example if you're working in like a chemist mm -hmm. uh, company mm -hmm. and you have people who just combine the things in like <laughs> one thing but they have no clue what they're doing you can also do courses like oh this is really what is happening inside this thing and then you can do things like that um oh that sounds interesting yeah, yeah so it, there, there's a, a lot more things you can do but the main focus is definitely on the the high schools but it's not the thing you have to do yeah <laughs> and uh do you have any idea for the communication track uh, ballpark yeah i mean i think most of them just go for, like with magazines or like in mm -hmm. museums and like basically give talks and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um but i'm not that sure about what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, to me, this all sounds very exciting. I, I like the kind of step away from lab work and mm -hmm. more science work, quote unquote, mm -hmm. to, to more uh, let's keep in touch with the community type of thing. Yes. I, I find it very, very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the main focus of the communication is bringing like, okay, that sounds almost stupid, like the normal people together with <laughs> yeah. the science. Because sometimes scientists cannot come across the way mm -hmm. they want mm -hmm. yes and that's why you need like those people who have studied the communication to make it more easy to understand for the rest because science is difficult i mean i can i know a lot of things about chemistry but like about physics i'm like mm, i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, we uh, we talked very recently to Lucia Ramido, and she was saying exactly the same thing that um, you know it's important to bring the science to especially kids so they can be excited about doing mm-hmm. science and know that they have the opportunity to to go into science whether they teach it later or profess yeah. in some other way. So yeah, and science can also be sometimes just a bit scary because mm-hmm. you have a lot of new things and what can you believe and what is like what is dangerous and what yeah. So you also have to be aware of that. How do you communicate that to? Like the general audience, like it's it's safe, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's something I remember from chemistry. I was so scared. Like uh, every time you had to turn the Bunsen burner on or like yes. do all the like I'm not a very practical person. Like <laughs> my hands would always just shake. One time I saw like another kid like accidentally uh, put a towel in his Bunsen burner and then the towel oh. just sort of uh. <laughs> got set on fire. And then this this other time like. There was this this like solution, and then if you spray it on on clothing and on uh, on on skin, it would just sort of dissolve. I forgot yeah. what it's called, but it's one of those cool practical things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Every time in chemistry, I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. This. Was just in high school. Yeah. Or? yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, from my experience as well, my high school chemistry teacher was she was quite a character, um, and she had a lot of a lot of amazing stories about things gone wrong in the lab with her students, but also thinks she herself, as a chemist, mm. did very wrong. Mm-hmm. She, for example, she told us one time that she cleaned her bathtub with bleach after she washed the dog, and she thought, what am I going to do to get the bleach out of the bathtub? And she also set it on fire. And she was a chemistry teacher at the time, which... <coughs> She was just a character. <laughs> okay, yes, indeed, very interesting. Yeah, I think we can come back maybe in a couple of years' time after you're starting working, and you're going to probably have a lot of stories. Hopefully, not similar, but uh... <laughs> do you already have a story you can tell the kids to impress them? Like one time, I was in the lab and I set this on fire. You know, well, not for myself. I'm actually a pretty careful person because I'm a very scared person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've I've seen other people doing their thing. For example, when I just started my bachelor project. I remember, like, they have a whole protocol if something's going wrong. And I saw these people coming in their hazmat, like, they look like like those, like, uh, you oh. know, these Mars uh, yeah. <laughs> things. And they were just running around. I was like, what's happening? And apparently someone just sprayed, like, uh, I, don't, I forgot the chemical. But it's a very difficult, it's a very, like, uh, uh, toxic chemical. If you just have a little bit in your mouth, you can just instantly die. And Yikes. he got some in solution on his face. Oh. And normally the protocol is just you go quickly to like uh, an eye wash, like mm-hmm. an eye douche kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his mind, like, I mean, you're in panic. The yeah. first thing he did was rubbing his eyes. Because oh. he's like, oh no, I got something in my eyes probably. Yeah. So everyone was very scared of him going blind. Luckily, everything was all right. He oh, just only good. got like a few spots of like, uh, like redness. Okay. And then he went to the hospital, but everything was all right. I, okay, I remember, good. like, in the afternoon, he was still there. I was like, is my, is my reaction going right? I'm like, are you all right? <laughs> is that what you're worried about at the moment? <laughs> so, like, those scary things did happen. And you're like, mm-hmm. They're good anecdotes for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you always wear your lab goggles. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he still wore his glasses. But then again, if you start rubbing your yeah. eyes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, and like a lot of these stories, but I didn't hear them from other people. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it didn't happen to me, and I hope it won't happen, so. We hope the same. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, as a parting question, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to people coming into this master or wanting to pursue uh, education? Well, first of all, like, if you're still in your bachelor's and you already are trying to think, like, oh, I want to do the master's, I should re- you should really do the minor. Because if you do the minor and... 
even in the minor itself, you're like, this is not for me. You can still pursue other courses in the minor. Mm -hmm. And then if you finish the minor, you have really like a very nice idea of what teaching is. So if you enjoy the minor, definitely do the master's. But if you did not enjoy the minor, maybe you should do a different master. So I would really suggest the minor. (laughs) And for the others who didn't have the opportunity to do the minor, um, I think, yeah, after the first year, you also have a very nice idea. And it's not like you're bound to it after the first year. So you can still pursue something different. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Miley. It was lovely having you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>